The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. The U.S. Supreme Court today heard arguments in a key racial gerrymandering case out of South Carolina. The state redrew their congressional map, moving thousands of black voters out of a competitive congressional district, shoring it up as reliably Republican and diluting the black vote. The outcome could determine the balance of power in Congress. For more on today's court proceedings, we're joined by NewsHour Supreme Court analyst Marsha Coyle. Marsha, it's good to see you. Good to see you, Jeff. So we know that two lower courts agreed that there was a clear racial gerrymander in this case, but at least a handful of the conservative justices on the Supreme Court today appeared to cast doubt on that. Tell us more. Okay. Uh, first, let me say that a racial gerrymander uh, is when a district has been drawn with race as the predominant motive, motive uh, or factor. Uh, that's unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Guarantee. During the arguments today, the Chief Justice and Justice Alito both seem to be somewhat skeptical that the challengers here, the uh, South Carolina Conference of the NAACP, had carried its burden of what they call disentangling race from politics. Politics was what the state legislature claimed was its motive when it drew District 1 in South Carolina. The Chief Justice said, for example, that there was no direct evidence that race was used. There were no kind of bizarrely shaped lines around the district, which is often a tip-off. Uh, he said that all it is, all they had was circumstantial evidence. And if the court were to accept that, he said that could be uh, a huge change or expansion of the court's voting rights jurisprudence. That was really the strongest comment, I think, that was made about the challengers' uh, evidence and their arguments today. Uh, but there was pushback. Justices Kagan and Justice Sotomayor felt that the circumstantial evidence, one, was very strong, and that was all that was needed under the court's voting rights jurisprudence. They said that the lower court had found that, you know, what other, rate, what other reason could there be other than race when you see the legislature move 30,000 Black voters out of the district into another district in an attempt, uh, basically, to keep a 17% of black voting age population in District 1. Uh, so there was pushback there. Uh, and yet, I think what all the justices seem to agree today on is that this is a very, very difficult case trying to separate out whether race was the predominant motive or whether partisanship was the predominant motive. And Jeff, as you know, partisan gerrymanders are not unconstitutional. And, and the impact here is, of course, huge. Our team spoke with South Carolina Public Radio reporter Thalisha Eady, who explained what this means for local voters in South Carolina. Some voices will not be heard during the next congressional, state, and other local elections. So for the Black residents who are now living in this diluted or cracked first congressional district, um, issues that matter to them will be hard to, to hear or to hard to get representation for those issues um, uh, moving forward. And then for those voters who have been packed into the 6th Congressional District, issues that matter to them or their larger community, these coastal issues, 
those voices or those issues may have may have a hard time being heard because they are now lumped in with uh, residents who live almost 100 miles away. So that's the potential impact on folks in South Carolina. What are the national implications, Marcia? There are a number of redistricting battles going on right now throughout the country. They're not all racial gerrymander claims. Some of them are under the Voting Rights Act. And yet, you know that courts and litigators will be watching what the Supreme Court says today uh, and what it does say today could very well have an impact on, uh, for example, the U.S. House elections and control of the U.S. House in 2024. So that, that's a, a very significant impact. Also, um, the challengers claim that if they don't succeed here, that state legislatures will be able to use uh, politics or partisanship as a proxy for race and shield their plans from challenges. On the other side, the legislature claims that uh, if the court uh, rules against them, it's going to draw courts into very difficult battles uh, trying to find the difference here, whether it is race or politics. NewsHour Supreme Court analyst Marsha Coyle, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Jeff.